Thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. Do you want to know just how accurate the Bible's prophecies are? And how accurate are the book of Revelation's prophecies? Elements laid out in the book of Revelation are proceeding as described and as foreseen by Apostle John. Our understanding of Revelation is unfolding just ahead of every element given there if we will open our eyes to it. Now let's take a look at where the world is headed and how this end time situation is rolling out against our expectations. A new report titled COVID-19 Make It the Last Pandemic and published by the United Nations on its latest World Health Organization website insinuating that the COVID-19 pandemic would have been prevented had the UN and specifically the World Health Organization been given more global authority authority over all the nation's health systems and the global banking system. This World Health Order panel's plan, as revealed in the report, is insidious. It is 86 pages of guidelines for obtaining full global control using the health and banking systems that the World Health Organization wants to have no later than December 2021. Here are some pertinent excerpts with the page numbers in case you want to go read for yourself. Let's begin with the World Health Organization's reading on why the WHO needs full control over the entire earth. It says, too many national governments lacked solid preparedness plans, core public health capacities, and organized multi-sectoral coordination during the pandemic." my word, pandemic. The self-reported assessment, that's each nation's reporting, of core capacities for preparedness that countries are required to submit to the World Health Organization under I. HR 2005 gave a global average score of 64 out of 100. Only two-thirds of countries reported having full enabling legislation and financing to support needed health emergency prevention, detection, and response capabilities. The panel's conclusion is that the declaration of a PHEIC, Public Health Emergency of International Concern, the highest level of global concern specified in the international legally binding, they're sure to point out that it's legally binding, health regulations did not lead to an urgent coordinated worldwide response. In other words, the nations did not follow the WHO's advice. For the panel, it is also clear that 
timing mattered. For a few countries, early recognition of the COVID-19 threat and quick responses kept the epidemic small. But even countries that acted later have been able to gain and maintain success with adaptive responses that are coordinated, multi-sectoral, and science-based. Countries that devalued science failed to build trust in their response and pursued inconsistent strategies that left them lagging behind the epidemic and with high infection and death rates. The WHO's report will now build its case toward making itself the global overseer of everything. It says in the report, Vaccine access and distribution is a highly charged political issue and choice. As of now, a number of high-income countries, including Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, across the European Union, and the United States, have been able to secure vaccine doses that would be enough to cover over 200% of their populations. That's a big communistic no-no. No one can have more than someone else. A core mechanism to address global vaccine availability is COVAX, launched by uh, the World Health Organization and partners in April 2020 as the vaccine's pillar of its access to COVID-19 tools accelerator, ACT-A or ACT. A, I guess. Its initial aim expressed in September 2020 was to purchase 2 billion COVID-19 vaccine doses by the end of 2021 and deliver them to people in 190 countries. By mid-March 2021, COVAX had shipped 30 million doses to at least 54 countries. At that time, COVAX expected approximately 1.8 billion doses to be available to 92 low- and middle-income countries before the end of 2021, covering 27% of their populations. Yep. The WHO is more on top of getting everyone jabbed than the national governments. For the panel, it is clear that the combination of poor strategic choices, unwillingness to tackle inequalities, and an uncoordinated system created a toxic cocktail which allowed the pandemic to turn into a catastrophic human crisis. In other words, if the nations would have just obeyed the WHO, everything would have been better. The COVID-19 pandemic has laid bare the lack of high-level political leadership in coordinated global action against the pandemic, with resultant failures in securing agreement between governments in support of common goals and alignment of efforts to tackle health, social, and economic challenges. So now the WHO has to lay down the law, step in, and take control of national health systems worldwide in order to get the entire population of the planet jabbed. The panel is convinced that a Global Health Threats Council at the most senior level is vital to success in the future.
The pandemic shows such a body is long overdue. The panel recommends establishing a global health threats council. This council will, of course, be run by the United Nations World Health Organization. And here are the WHO's recommendations on how the council will fix everything and what it needs the nations to do. Adopt a pandemic framework convention within the next six months. Using the powers under Article 19 of the WHO Constitution and complementary to the IHR to be facilitated by WHO and with the clear involvement of the highest levels of government, scientific experts and civil society. Adopt a political declaration by heads of state and government at a global summit under the auspices of the United Nations General Assembly through a special session convened for the purpose and committing to transforming pandemic preparedness and response in line with the recommendations made in this report. The WHO has an indispensable leadership role in the international system for prevention, preparedness, and response to a global health emergency such as a pandemic. You know, the world just cannot get along without the WHO. The WHO is and should be the lead health organization in the international system, but it cannot do everything. It is imperative that the international preparedness and response system works together at the global, regional, and country levels as a well-defined and well-coordinated system in support of countries where different actors' comparative advantages are maximized. I want to stop here and explain about the United Nations beast of Revelation. Let's go to Revelation 13.1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. I've written a lot about this elsewhere, so I'm not going to go into a full explanation here. But I want to talk about the name of blasphemy, which is United Nations. Why is this the blasphemous name? Because this organization claims to have already done for the entire world under Hasatan what the Messiah Yeshua will do but only for his own people and not the entire world. Redemption and ingathering of the Israelite exiles back to the land of Israel. The land of Yahweh's promise to Abraham and his descendants from all twelve of Jacob's tribes. This is a one-upsmanship on the part of Satan. He has united the whole earth with Yahweh's people trapped within his government. Revelation 12.3 
And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. The United Nations beast has ten crowns, which are global banking regions, while the Chinese dragon beast has seven crowns, one for each continent representing the reign of communism on each continent. Later in this report, China will be praised by the UN beast for its fast implementation of the WHO's guidelines. Both beasts are present on each of the world's seven continents from where both rule. You didn't know China had that much power in the UN, did you? Well, neither did I. China is one of the five permanent member nations on the UN Security Council along with Russia, France, the UK, and the US. See, France, the UK, and the US have given their power to China. Russia and China are in military and economic alliances now. There has been a huge power shift over the last two decades, and we didn't see it. Barack Obama did not start the power shift. He furthered its implementation, and now Joe Biden is finishing it up in the U.S. The Chinese Canaanite, Sinite, satanic dragon released the pre-planned bioweapon from Wuhan was financially supported from within the United States under Bill Gates, the frog false prophet, Anthony Fauci, and other high-level organizations that are too many to mention here for lack of time, and has been used by Israel to subdue the nations of the earth with the WHO's mark under the auspices of the vaccine passport. So the U.S. and Israel, the Judeo-Christian beasts, have implemented the World Health Organization's mark, which is why the people will serve the WHO beast and not the Judeo-Christian beast. However, the Judeo-Christian beast hopes to control the U.N. and Chinese beasts. Revelation 17.3 So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. This is the United Nations. Yahweh's people, his fornicating woman, as opposed by Yahweh's faithful woman, is scattered all over the earth, but is primarily in the westernized nations with the U.S. and Israel, the Judeo-Christian beast of Revelation 13:11, as leaders of the two houses of Israel and Judah the Ephraimites and the Jews. The U.S. and Israel are complicit now with the unified China and United Nations beasts. China, whose spiritual symbol, the dragon, hides behind the United Nations frog. 
At the highest levels of Israel and the U.S., Israel and the U.S. have already been turned over to China and the United Nations. This red blasphemous beast is already in control of all Yahweh's people under the Egyptian frog deity with its mystery religion and the Babylonian style government that is implemented in both nations. And I explained the United Nations frog deity found in Revelation 16 verses 13 and 14 last week. Right now, the Jews and the Ephraimites are riding the beast, and they will do so for 1260 days at some starting point. Their writing is longer than 1260 days before the purpose of the tribulation period itself. It will be 1260 days. But make no mistake, they are already starting their ride. In other words, they think, you know, Israel and the United States, they think they are in control of the beast and that they themselves are being benefited by their relationships with China and the UN. Revelation 17:7 And the angel said to me, "Wherefore did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and 10 horns." I will show the mystery in a moment, but let's go back to Revelation 13. Two scenarios are coming to the earth. War against those who will not worship or serve the dragon. And that the rest of the people will serve the beast. Revelation 13:7. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship or serve him. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And remember, worship is not being in church singing to the beast. In Hebrew, worship is service. If your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, be guaranteed. You will serve the beast and its agenda against those who refuse to serve. There is already now a mark of service with the COVID shot which is designed to make you part of the Lucifer race. Get it? With the Luciferase. I heard someone with a different accent, not from America, say the word Luciferase, as we do in America. They said it as Luciferase, and it hit me like a slam. The genetic alterations are creating a race of Luciferians, the Lucifer race, the half-demon, half human Nephilim that I've been telling you about now we know it's the Lucifer race here is the final outcome of all this I said here's the earlier I would tell you the mystery of all this I meant the final outcome of all this it's in Revelation 17:14. these shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them for he is lord of lords and king of kings and they that are with him are called chosen and faithful 
In other words, according to the WHO and the Book of Revelation, all the nations must submit to the WHO's authority. But Yeshua's people will overcome that beast. The next thing is that the WHO will pave the way for global taxation of nations through its call to be financed. So not only will the nations subjugate their sovereignty to the WHO, but they will pay the WHO to be subjugated. Folks, this is called a tribute. Nations pay tribute to their sovereign when they become vassals. The way that the WHO is financed today has serious impacts, the report says, on the quality of the organization's performance. Its precarious financing is a major risk to the integrity and independence of its work. Incremental attempts in recent decades to improve the present funding model have not been successful. The WHO is not precariously financed. Rather, it is carefully financed by the nations already and private financiers like Bill Gates who gave it $2.6 billion dollars in 2012, the Gates Foundation has been a key WHO funder for over a decade. And you can go and click this link to see how much money the nations send to the World Health Organization every year with the United States in the lead to the tune of 59 million more than China. The panel also recommends that the WHO set new and measurable targets and benchmarks for pandemic preparedness and response capacities. All national governments to update their national preparedness plans against the targets and benchmarks set by WHO within six months. A new international system for surveillance, validation, and alert. Epidemic intelligence is increasingly based on a constant process of surveying tens of thousands of signals from open sources and identifying and verifying potential public health threats. Advances in real-time, digitally-based surveillance supported by machine learning. Folks, the WHO wants to legalize human surveillance globally. Legally being able to spy on all the quote-unquote cattle, that's Satan's term for humans, not Yahweh's, to monitor the herd, the fake herd immunity. This is not immunity. They want to monitor how well their DNA editing is working to change the human race to the Lucifer race. But that's only the start of what this is saying. They want to start monitoring everyone's health in an open monitoring network. How will that be achieved? The WHO will require that every individual human have a health monitor and health data in the right hand or forehead. Those who refuse to accept that 
permanent mark, the quantum tattoo in their bodies will be hunted and killed by the Chinese beast, the dragon, on behalf of the United Nations beast, the frog. The WHO is to be given the explicit authority by the World Health Assembly to publish information about outbreaks with pandemic potential on an immediate basis without requiring the prior approval of national governments. No longer will the WHO issue mandates through each nation's health control agency like the U.S.'s CDC. Orders will come directly to the Earth's people from the WHO. Transform the current Act-A into a truly global end-to-end platform for vaccines, diagnostics, therapeutics, and essential supplies, shifting from a model where innovation is left to the market to a model aimed at delivering global public goods. Oh, now we see at least one reason for getting rid of capitalism. A free market controlled by the people does not serve the beast who wants to control everything. Governance to include representatives of countries across income levels and regions, civil society, and the private sector, R&D, and that's research and development, and all other relevant processes to be driven by a goal and strategy to achieve equitable and effective access. Friends, this is doublespeak for implementing Maoist equitable communism worldwide. Red China's Canaanite dragon, otherwise known as Satan. Now you know what Satan's government system looks like, China, and it is upon us. Raise new international financing. The panel's call is for specific financing for specific purposes. Create an international pandemic financing facility to raise additional reliable funding for pandemic preparedness and for rapid surge financing for response in the event of a pandemic. The facility should have the capacity to mobilize long term. In here that's a 10 to 15 year period contributions of approximately 5 to 10 billion U.S. dollars annually to finance ongoing preparedness functions. It will have the ability to disperse up to 50 to 100 billion U.S. dollars at short notice by front-loading future commitments in the event of declaration of a pandemic. In other words, the nations and donors will be required to pay an additional amount of money at the implementation of the WHO's inception as the world sovereign when it starts six months from now. Their tribute will be paid up front.
Ensure that national and subnational public health institutions have multidisciplinary capacities and multi-sectoral reach and the engagement of the private sector in civil society. Evidence-based decision-making should draw on inputs from across society. Increase the threshold of national health and social investments. Ah, national health and social investments. What are those? The people within each nation will be taxed. A global individual tax on top of your national taxes. The transformation of the international system for pandemic preparedness and response, which the panel recommends, will fail if it is approached piecemeal. So folks, it's going to be all or nothing. Now listen, because this document will tell us how the WHO intends to seize control of the international banking system. Use other structures such as G7, G20, and G77 and the Bretton Woods institutions as catalysts for political and financial measures and for the implementation of the solutions and recommendations identified. The G7 summit is an economic forum. The G20 is the environmental summit. See, they're marrying the economics and the environmental. The G77 summit is the economic protection for third world nations. The primary goals of the G77 are to maintain the independence and sovereignty of all developing countries, to defend the economic interests of member countries by insisting on equal standing. There's that communism again with developed countries in the global marketplace to establish a united front on issues of common concern and to strengthen ties between member nations. These summits slash groupings are designed to connect the money to the environmental movement, the United Nations and China's frog deity. Bretton Woods has been the foundation of the world's banking system since 1944. That will now be changed or superseded. This plan is insidious. 86 pages of bureaucratic double talk. Who could have known the New World Order globalists would use health as the false flag to gain full control of all the nations, thus fulfilling Agenda 21 and the Book of Revelation? To show you just how little anyone understood how the tribulation would roll out, Christian interpretation of the book of Revelation for hundreds of years had it that the buy-sell issue would be a banking takeover. 
No. The takeover is being done through people's health by killing people with a Sinite, Chinese, Canaanite, Wuhan bioweapon virus, followed by a DNA changing shot that they lie about, calling it a vaccine, which then transforms each human into a transhuman, step by step, jab by jab, into something that is unredeemable by Yeshua, Yahweh, Elohim. And then the banking takeover. Folks, throw out everything you think you know about how the tribulation will roll out. No one suspected that the mark of the beast would be a process, one piercing after another, until all people are transhumanized to become part of the Lucifer race. Humansarefree.com has some other salient points you need to hear. For instance, on this point, future declarations of a PHEIC by the WHO Director General should be based on the precautionary principle where warranted. This calls for the Director General of the WHO to have the power to declare a global pandemic, not because there definitely is a new disease killing people, but because they think there might be, or they just want to. This is essentially handing the Director General of the WHO the power to simply create a pandemic whenever they feel the need. Somewhat ironically, the Panel for Pandemic Prevention is recommending making pandemics far more likely. Further, the report goes out of its way to praise the countries which engaged in the most authoritarian anti-COVID measures. Specifically, China is praised both for their fast identification of the virus and their incredibly stringent lockdown measures. Another country held up as a good example is New Zealand, which was likewise very strict. Conversely, the countries with allegedly poor results in dealing with COVID, though never named, are universally criticized for denial of scientific evidence, eroding trust in health care measures, and having leaders who appeared skeptical or dismissive of the pandemic. You know, guys like President Donald Trump. The report goes on and on in that fashion, every step of the way praising centralization, globalization, and totalitarianism at the expense of sovereignty, individualism, and liberty. And while the report itself may couch its agenda in soft diplomatic language, the authors behind the report have been far more forthright about what they really mean elsewhere. In a clear attack on national sovereignty, Helen Clark, one of the authors, is quoted in The Guardian as saying the pandemic was compounded by a lack of global leadership and coordination of geopolitical tensions and nationalism, weakening the multilateral system which should act to keep the world safe.
as well as criticizing current regulations, which puts limits on the WHO's powers, the WHO was hindered and not helped by the international health regulations and procedures. It's fairly obvious what the message is here. Yep, no more sovereignty for the nations. Instead of presidents, kings, and prime ministers, leaders will be nothing more than governors of vassal states to the United Nations sovereign. This American Thinker article tells us how the WHO planned to continue using pandemics as a human control measure. The short story is that the in this article is that the making of the shot itself a contagion, a self-spreading vaccination, was one way to depopulate the earth and also a method to target those who refuse to be pierced by the beast. Listen to this article. With COVID vaccination rollouts ongoing, it would seem the angelic host of Big Pharma has swooped in to avert the end of the world, triumphing in the nick of time over a super lethal, super contagious, super pandemic with a whopping 0.15% infection fatality rate. Let's go to Revelation 18.23 to understand what Yahweh says has happened. To Jerusalem, Mystery Babylon, he says, after she's destroyed, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in you, Mystery Babylon, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride, as they went about marrying and giving in marriage, shall be heard no more at all in you. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorceries were all nations deceived. Sorceries, pharmakia, folks. The entire world has been hoodwinked by the UN and China's use of a pharmaceutical. But why has Yahweh indicted Mystery Babylon, Jerusalem, for this? You know, it was the UN and China. No. It was the Ephraimite nations and the one and only Jewish nation whose capital is Jerusalem that cooperated with the UN and China and implemented it. They set the example for the entire world. But if for whatever reason you still aren't sold on the whole COVID vaccination magical mystery tour... Don't worry, you may get another chance at serum-based salvation quite soon, whether you want it or not. This is because COVID-19 may mark not the end, but the dawn of an age in which mankind will be constantly and inescapably peppered with custom-engineered viruses of all kinds. A great many of these will go by the name vaccine. Revelation 9 lists the worst of these. We can now be all but certain, for instance, that COVID-19 itself originated in a Chinese biolab as part of an ongoing and U.S.-funded project to create extra-contagious and extra-lethal humanized bat coronaviruses 
so-called gain-of-function research. One famed virologist has even argued that COVID originated as a custom target for an experimental HIV vaccine. This aspect of COVID-19's origin lends to the surreal distinction of being the world's first wholly man-made pandemic. So far, the implications of this disturbing reality have not fully dawned on most of our experts, nor on the general population, though it seems the Chinese were very much aware of them at least five years before COVID's world debut. Only time will tell what happens when the world finally realizes that trust the science also means trust the people who deliberately made a COVID-19 and then somehow let it out. But at least the release of COVID-19 was presumably an accident. What if there were already plans afoot not only to go on producing novel, contagious, hybridized viruses, but to release them into the world, this time definitely, deliberately, and to do all this under the now-sainted pretext of quote-unquote vaccination? Well, there's little need to wonder anymore or soon there won't be, thanks to the fledgling scientific field of self-disseminating or self-spreading vaccines. In a short paper published on February of 2020 in Nature Ecology and Evolution, just as the global hysteria over COVID-19 was taking off, researchers at the University of Idaho described a wondrous new frontier in public health. Their vision optimizing the vaccine itself so that it can be effectively passed to other individuals. In effect, make the vaccine itself a contagion. In the coming utopia of viral genetic engineering, these scientists explained vaccines will no longer require physical jabs at all. Instead, technocrats will have the option to skip the pesky pitfalls of needle-based vaccines, such as distribution and consent and all, and get straight to business by introducing freshly engineered immunizing viruses directly into the environment. Imagine, full herd immunity could be just one airborne viral release away. Take a deep breath and your vaccination passport is already in the mail. Note that the 2020 paper was not some idle think piece tossed out by head-in-the-cloud PhDs on the outskirts of academia. The concept of immunizing populations by making vaccines contagious and then releasing them dates back at least 20 years. The current effort appears to have been underway since at least 2007, and not just in Idaho. Other involved institutions include the University of Texas, Austin, the University of Montana, Rocky Mountain Laboratories, Colorado State University, and UC Davis. All appear to be collaborating through DARPA on a project called Preempt, focused on scale 
scalable vectored viruses, basically self-spreading vaccines. Yes, folks, the U.S., Israel's sister nation, has been the head of this viral pharmaceutical deception. And people still think Donald Trump will return the second time like the Messiah and will save the U.S. from Yahweh's destruction. For those concerned that the COVID vaccines might not be causing enough reproductive mayhem, self-spreading vaccines should be able to help with that too. As the Idaho authors note, Self-spreading vaccines first arose from efforts to develop sterilizing vaccines or immunocontraception. Make no mistake, sterilizing self-spreading vaccines are a going scientific concern. Aside from all these interesting qualities, self-spreading vaccines may even be targeted to specific groups based on their behavior. To quote the U of Idaho authors, transmissible vaccines will also benefit from delivery to individuals with specific behaviors. Oh, those behaviors like rejecting being marked by the beast. We are likely far closer to the deliberate release of a self-spreading vaccine than we realize. In fact, two of the main COVID vaccines, AstraZeneca and J&J, are themselves probably close to self-disseminating. Both are based on live genetically modified adenoviruses, a viral family to which airborne spread comes naturally. Apparently, this author has not listened to the five doctors whose discussion I put in Beastwatch News a few weeks ago, where they said the vaccination spike proteins are already spreading from vaccinated people to the unvaccinated people. And this week I have heard from one person, a believer, who said she got sick with COVID only after being around COVID jabbed people. Indeed, examples of accidentally self-spreading human vaccines are already known in the case of polio. In 2018, oral polio vaccines spreading on their own inadvertently paralyzed more individuals than the natural virus itself. The 2020 paper's authors studiously avoid mentioning the most obvious use case for a self-disseminating vaccine, disease control for human populations. Instead, throughout the paper and in related earlier ones as well as in the preempt materials, the scientists act as if this possibility has not even crossed their minds, but they speak only of tailoring their masterpiece viruses to the vaccination of wild animals, or as they put it, proactively vaccinating the animal reservoir. In one spot, though, the authors seem to suffer a curious slip of the tongue as they discuss whom to directly vaccinate rather than which 
wild animals. Could it be that they have human experimentation on their minds after all? Much like the gain-of-function work that likely led to COVID, these new reports on self-spreading vaccines submerge deeply disturbing implications under glimmering professions of virtuous intent. Even the motivation is similar, that we must artificially create and even release the most transmissible possible pathogen so that in case it appears naturally, we will be prepared for it, or in this case, vaccinated for it. The one thing that the beast wants to do is to spread the gene editing components of the shots between the shot up and the unshot up. This will never work, but this is part of what method the dragon hopes to use to come after Yahweh's faithful woman. Rest assured. Yahweh won't let that work on us because we have the seal of God, Revelation 9.4 on us, which comes to us through righteousness, which is defined in Deuteronomy 6.25. This is why his woman must have these two things, the testimony of a personal relationship with Yeshua and have been keeping his commandments. The law is our righteousness according to Yahweh in Deuteronomy 6.25. Self-spreading shots will only go so far. Even if people get the spike proteins through the air, there will still need to be a marking mechanism for the willing shot getters, a way to tell the difference between the willing and the unwilling. The U.S. and the world continues to march toward the U.N. and China's trap. Joe Biden says he hopes to vaccinate 70% of American adults by July 4th. And Governor Kate Brown has outlined a path to reopening when 70% of Oregon gets partially vaccinated. She'll lift most COVID-19 restrictions. Jordan is on track to vaccinate 70% of its population, while Israel only has 60% of its population shot up at this time. It was Israel's famous green mark passport that placed the mark of the beast's buying-selling issue on the world's table. And Russia hopes to vaccinate the bulk of its population by midsummer, reaching a figure of 70% immunity. The EU as well aims to vaccinate 70% of adults in the coming months. All of this even though adverse events are now at 10,500 plus dead and 405,000 uh, rather 259 plus injuries to date just in Europe alone Another White House headline this week, once again, said that the White House has no intention of pushing a vaccine passport. Well, they won't have to. The United Nations plans to implement that once they obtain sovereignty through all the nation's health and banking systems.
Click the link and read the articles under Vaccine Passports in News, News and Prophecy. Travel was the inroad used to begin ending our freedoms and to fulfill Yahweh's word in Isaiah 33.8 which predicted an end times stoppage of travel saying the wayfaring traveler ceases. Travel is still being used to create a carrot for COVID cohorts. On Monday, May 17th, ArabianBusiness.com reported that travel will not return to any semblance of normality until the whole world is vaccinated against COVID-19. The article warned that the success or otherwise dealing with the pandemic will depend on whether countries can work together to find a solution to the ongoing crisis. Well, of course, the solution comes from the report of the WHO itself that I just presented to you. The article said countries can't keep doing their own thing on their own. It's not going to work. It will take the world five years for 70% of the population to be vaccinated. No travel is going to start until the whole world is vaccinated. You cannot have Europe vaccinated and Africa not vaccinated. It's a matter of how equal we are. The new world is going to be much more equitable, a much more sustainable world for sure. Ah, pushing the latest UN and World World Health Organization agendas. We need the United Nations to have full control of the earth via its World Health Organization agency and for everyone to be Equal, as in Maoist communism's equality, as being pushed all over the United States via the Democratic Party and the White House. According to figures from the United Nations World Tourism Organization, the COVID-19 pandemic saw the loss of 1 billion arrivals in 2020 as countries were forced to close borders and flights were grounded. There was an estimated loss of $1 trillion in export revenues as well as the loss of over 100 million industry jobs worldwide. However, the Good news is Dubai continues to go from strength to strength since reopening to the world in July last year, leading the way in terms of coronavirus testing and being part of the UAE's successful vaccination program. To date, almost 11.5 million vaccines have been administered across the entire country. While praising the Emirates' approach, this author, Rafai, called on others to follow their lead and adopt a more universal approach to tackling the return of travel and tourism in a post-pandemic world, highlighting how some countries are relying on quarantine measures, others on PCR testing, and some pinning their hopes on a vaccine passport. 
Now that you are armed with understanding for this week's news and how it fits into Yahweh's prophecies, I will let you go with this blessing. Psalm 112.1 Praise you the Lord Yahweh. Blessed is the man that fears Yahweh, that delights greatly in his commandments. For it will be those who have the testimony of a personal relationship with Yeshua and who also keep the commandments that will escape to the wilderness, as the prophecy says in Revelation 12.6. Please go to News News and Prophecy for more headlines about this week's prophetic news. That's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.